Hi, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4. Boy, oh boy, Mom, you sure know how to hydrate a good podcast. Welcome to Hydrate Level 4, a podcast where we take a nostalgic look at movies from different generational perspectives. And I'm your host, Peter, an 80s baby. And joining me is Scott from the It's Your Pick podcast. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing good, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, you're uh, a little bit older than I, so yeah, this will, uh, in fact, be a generational perspective kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not messing up your uh, your <laughs> the feng shui on your show, how you do it. Yeah. So I guess that would be a well, 70s baby, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have people that are also 80s babies, and, and, and that's fine. The, the idea really is to take you uh, back to when, you know, these movies, uh, you know, when we were younger, and to kind of, you know, give our opinions now whether or not uh you know things worked or oh hey that scene played out completely differently now that i'm an adult you know things like that so uh before we get uh started i would like you to uh tell the listeners a little bit about your show if they have not already heard it well judging from uh the uh number of downloads i've had they probably have not (laughs) i think you're being modest there (laughs) um yeah so uh really original idea for a podcast um you probably never heard of anyone doing this where they bring their son on the show and watch movies and uh, talk mm. about them. Um, mm. You know, you, you probably never heard of anything like that before. Not at all. Not at all. I, that's, a, that's a great concept. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we do on the It's Your Pick show is uh, we take turns. So I'll pick, try to pick something from, say, this era for the movie we're watching today, like the 80s that I grew up with. And then um, he'll pick something usually new or um, – uh, something I haven't seen, some some oddball movies make me watch something that I have no interest in seeing, like like Pixels, like Pixels, like Pixels, <laughs> or every Transformers movie ever made. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it, it's great. You and Colin, you know, clearly father and son, so great dynamic. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much, and uh, I've I, I binge listened to your shows. I don't think I'm quite caught up yet, but uh, but uh, I, I remember the first couple of times I, I just couldn't stop. Um, and I like uh, how. You know, I like hearing you guys evolve, and so I enjoyed when you guys started incorporating the the five questions segment. Right, the five questions, where we ask each other five questions about the movie. Like, if I pick the movie, he asks me five questions that he might have, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so that's a, yeah, it's a, it's a great listen. I encourage everyone to check that out and subscribe. Help uh, Colin and Scott get those downloads up. Yeah, thanks, Peter. And I uh, likewise on your show, I've been uh, getting back, uh, listening to your back catalog as well. And uh, yeah, I got to say, I was uh, slightly a little bit bummed out, like for maybe five or 10 minutes when I found out your podcast exists, existed, because <laughs> seriously, I thought it was it was a completely original idea. You know, I, I've heard of another father and son, but they don't do movies. So I, I I'm sure, you know, more people as their sons get older, they're going to start doing that, too. So I think you and I, we just have sons that are, you know, in their teens, whereas most people around our age, their kids are a lot younger. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, or, or so, even older. I mean, most of the people I know, their kids are pretty much grown. I got a late start, so. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, Tough Turf is what we're covering today. is from 1985. And before we get into the movie, a couple of things I like doing on the show is talking about, you know, the songs and the movies that came out around this time. Yeah, this is my now, favorite part. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so now this is actually uh, unusual. So in my recent memory, I don't recall doing a movie that um 
that came out like really early in the year. So this movie came out like January of 85. So I, I don't even want to go back and look at like late 84. So I'm just going to stick with, you know, uh, early January, uh, January, February uh, anyway. So the number one song at this time uh, of the movie's release was Like a Virgin. <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think it's a, I think it was a one-hit wonder kind of thing, maybe. <laughs> Never heard from that lady <laughs> uh, again. By Madonna. And the, the number one song that supersedes it, one of my personal favorites, I Want to Know What Love Is. Okay, who was that? I forget. Foreigner. 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 Of course, I want to know what love is. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, more recently, Mariah Carey covered it, I think, just a few years ago. And after she did it, I think one of the Alvin and the Chipmunk movies, they went and covered that too. Oh, classic. Yeah, I got I to gotta get download that one. Yeah, and, and just to throw this out, uh, Careless Whisper came out after that. Okay, I do remember Careless Whisper. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so some pretty good songs uh, to start off 1985. Yeah, yeah. All right, and then let's take a look at some of the movies that came out around uh, that time. Let's see here. We got, uh, I'm, I'm looking like early to 85. Not a whole lot of ones that I even recognize, really, so I'm going to have to go up even higher. Uh, Breakfast Club came out uh, the following month. Definitely heard of that. Okay, how about The Sure Thing? Oh, yeah, I love The Sure Thing. Yep. It's an uh, excellent movie. Rob see... Reiner. Sorry? Rob Reiner directed, yeah. Okay, that I didn't know. But um, let's see. Oh, my gosh. I, I really thought there was going to be a lot more early on 85 because I, I remember 85 being a great year for movies. Last Dragon. There we go. Last Dragon came out in March. What was Last Dragon? I don't know that one. That's the uh, I don't. Uh, Tymok uh, is the guy who plays the um, the, uh, the the main character. He's a uh, African-American uh, martial arts student. You know, really big into like uh, Bruce Lee and things like that. And in that movie, they actually do a bit of a like a, a like a race reversal kind of thing. So you got this African American teen who kind of acts like he's Asian, even talks kind of a with like an Asian twang. And then you got these Chinese guys who, uh, uh, like I guess that lives in New York, and they, they're acting like black and they're using slangs like. Um, I forgot some of the slangs they used, but, you know, some of the uh, more urban slangs from the 80s kind of thing. So, yeah, they kind of changed the the, the the races and it's a, it's a cult following, uh, you know, uh, martial arts flick. So it, it's definitely worth a watch. It's uh, definitely a product of its time, but people enjoy it. OK, I have not seen that one. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I've, I've covered it and I interviewed um, this guy who his name is uh, Craig Sutton. He runs the ultimate fan site and he's actually moderated at some of the appearances with the, the stars and some of the stars actually uh i, I forgot to mention uh, ernie reyes jr you know is one of his early uh movies uh who else uh vanity uh who's a singer she has recently recently passed yeah so she was in there too was vanity also the one that was in purple rain or is that am i getting her mixed I up with uh, Apollonia. Apollonia, thank you. And I think she was even originally casted, and maybe they swapped out or something. I I, I don't remember the exact story, but but um, probably a little bit of both there. Uh, Return of the Jedi reissue. So was that just re-released? I guess so, because that came out in eighty three. Eighty, I think. Yeah, 83? something something like that. Because yeah, because they're like three years apart, so it should have been about eighty three is when that came out. Okay. Uh, how about girls just want to have fun? Uh, I, that title sounds familiar. I couldn't even tell you who's in that though. I almost want to say, uh, who, who's the Helen Hunt? I, I think Helen Hunt is in that one. Uh, we mentioned Madonna on the, uh, like a virgin, but, um, 
Desperately Seeking Susan also came out that year. Okay, yeah. She was, and she was in that movie. I, I never saw this one, but Lady Hawk uh, with Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah, and, and Matthew Broderick. Uh, yeah, was, that's, was that a... That, that's another one that is kind of a product of its time, even though it's supposed to be set in medieval times. Mm. Uh, but it is, I mean, the, the soundtrack is, is kind of, <laughs> it's, it doesn't fit the movie very well. And it, I it, see. It, okay. But, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it's an interesting movie. I, I remember really liking it and then rewatching it and thinking differently, but <laughs> it's, it's okay. not terrible. Yeah, just like starting off, it looks like the 1985 started off kind of slow with some of these movies, but it is later on when you get like Fletch, um, Brewster's Millions, you know, which is kind of a guilty pleasure for people. But also Back to the Future comes out later in the year, um, seeing Elmo's Fire. So some of these other big ones, Red Sonja even. So, yeah, later on in 85 is when the the bigger movies came out, I would say. Yeah, I kind of went through and... uh marked off and i think i came up with 40 movies i saw in 1985 it was oh no kidding it was a high number yeah it was, it was a big year yeah i was yep, surprised yep. to find out the um breakfast club and weird science both came out in that same year which i did not That's realize right. yeah 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 weird science is uh, a, a future uh review here on hydrate level four so um not sure when uh hopefully hopefully by the summer yeah yeah very quotable movie okay so tough turf uh it is Directed by uh, Fritz Kirsch. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Uh, it stars James Spader, Kim Richards, Paul Monez, and Robert Downey Jr. Now, Scott, it was very interesting when you heard, I, I believe you were listening to uh, my episode on adventures and babysitting, where I actually dropped a Tough Turf reference. And that's when you actually like tweeted at me that, that I did such. Uh, what is your history with Tough Turf? It's an history that i really can't recall to be honest with you i don't know why i remember this movie or why it sticks out in my memory but when you said that on that show tough turf it just dawned on me that i remember this movie and i remember liking it it was supposedly a like based on romeo and juliet in a weird way i and, can kind of uh, see that yeah and uh i don't know i don't know why that this movie sticks out to me like it does um it, I think uh, Kim Richards, I remember recognizing her. Uh, she was in the Witch Mountain movies mm. from the 70s, those Disney movies, like The Return to Witch Mountain. And she was a child actress in those movies. And I think I recognized her from those. And I don't know. I didn't know anything about Spader, or Robert Downey Jr. or anything like that. But I don't know. I don't know why this movie stuck out in my head, but it was really funny to hear you bring it up. I mean, that was a, <laughs> that was a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. Uh, clearly, uh, Spader and and Robert Downey Jr. They're both. Uh, you know, I always joke that this is when uh, Ultron and Iron Man met. Uh, but Kim Richards, uh, she's currently on the what is it, Housewives of Orange County? Maybe. Are you serious? one of those? I was. I was not aware of that at all. Yeah, yeah. My wife actually. Um, she she watches those shows like uh, all all the locations. And I think one time she was like pointing out one of the characters and I was like, she looks very familiar. And she's like, oh, that's, um, I think her name's like Kim Richards. And I was like, oh, she was in Tough Turf. Oh, wow. Wow. So, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So my history with it, it's just, it's just one of those movies that uh, my, my dad allegedly uh, recorded on v uh, VHS. You know, <laughs> right. uh, and 
I don't remember what other movies that might have been on this tape, but it was one that my little brother and I would actually just watch uh, often. And it is a rated R movie. And now for this standards, do you think that the R still stands or do you think this could be PG-13? There was we were OK. This interesting you bring that up. I'm kind of watching this movie and I re- knew it was an R rated movie. And it, the movie's almost over and I'm trying to figure out what it is. But there's not much language. It's not gratuitously violent or anything. But then you get, I guess, a two second boob shot. I mean, mm-hmm. is that, I, I guess that's why. But it seems like now it would be this, this is pretty tame R. It's a pretty tame R. Yeah, I actually just recently watched um, uh, 16 Candles and because I hadn't seen it in so long. So I was watching that on Blu-ray. And I completely forgot that there was a uh, bit of a shower scene, like in school. There is. I remember that too. Is that movie PG? See, and actually, I was going to ask you. Like, I don't. I I forgot to even look at the the rating for that. But whether it's PG thirteen or rated R, that has a lot more nudity than even Tough Turf. Yeah. So I, I think it, it could pass for like a PG thirteen nowadays for sure. Because you're right. There's not a lot of language at all. No, no, not at all. It was. Yeah. It. I. I think me and Colin talk about this sometimes about how. Uh, movies play different like in we watched airplane and it's pg and there's actually a, a nude scene in that one as well and mm-hmm. uh, neither one of us were <laughs> expecting it when it happened so it was pretty uh, brief right i think you guys very, mentioned that very brief very brief yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I i listened to that one too <laughs> um yeah it's, it's just one I, I watched often and i think there was a period where you know i uh you know clearly lost a vhs and then as a you know, whether I was a young teen, I, I don't know. Just later on in life, I discovered it again. And then, I, you know, it might have been uh, Netflix. I think Netflix threw it up on there. And I'm just like, hey, tough turf, you know. So I rewatched it and like all the music came back to me. Like this actually, in my opinion, I think the music in this movie is actually pretty darn good. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely dated. It's definitely for its time, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's heavy synth, you know. Um, but there's a lot of... Uh, bands i mean every place they go there's a band playing it seems yes. like so there's a lot of bands in this movie yeah absolutely uh so let's see I, I guess we can go ahead and just um get into it but uh so morgan is uh played by james spader he is the new kid in town uh moving from connecticut i believe it is and i didn't know this but in wikipedia it says that he uh i guess he moves to Reseda. and the first thing i thought was okay this is um this is a karate kid without the fighting. Well, there's fighting, but there's no there's no karate and there's no uh, uh, Mr. Miyagi. Right. There are dark so, guns, though. Yeah. Yeah. So almost kind of similar. And, you know, coincidentally, this comes out the year after Karate Kid. So so, so that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, he moves to uh, Reseda. And, you know, while he's there, he kind of befriends uh, Jimmy, played by Robert Downey Jr., and there's a local gang here headed by a guy named Nick, uh, and that is played by your Paul. I think it's Mones or Moans. I'm not exactly sure how to yeah, pronounce I'm not it. Sure either, yeah. Yeah, and um, so he he runs this you know this bit of a gang here, and in the opening scene, uh, it's nighttime, and Nick and his gang are you know on the corner trying to uh, get some money from this man, and Frankie is the one who's kind of uh, you know doing all of this here. And Morgan comes out of nowhere riding on his bike, you know, to kind of save the day, I guess, or save the evening. What would you take about this opening scene? Because we, we don't know who any of these people are. Right. So, yeah, the, the opening scene is funny because it's kind of questionable as to why he even involves himself. I'm speaking of Morgan. Mm-hmm. Why he even involves himself in this mugging situation? 
I don't know. It's it is a kind of a cool introduction to that character. The way he really takes out what? How many people are there? Four people. Yeah, and one of them's like a uh, rips off like an antenna off of a car too, right? And swipes them across the back with it. Yeah. So uh, it is. It's kind of a cool scene, but it's also a little bit silly. I don't know. It, it's. Uh, I, I thought it was a cool introduction, but you definitely get what you get is the. Um, it sets up the entire conflict between him and Nick and, mm-hmm. uh, and also Frankie, you know, gives that, gives him the classic, who's the new guy look, right? That's it. Yeah, exactly. And I have that, that note as well. Like, <laughs> this is where Frankie takes notice kind of. Yeah. She gives him a look, right? She does. And also you, you mentioned it, this kind of sets up, uh, you know, the, the conflict between the two, but also it does show like it, it questions it, Well, it makes us question why does Morgan keep involving himself into something that he probably shouldn't. So we get that right off the bat and we will see it more. Yep. So the first day at school, uh, kind of rough, kind of rough for him. Um, I, I guess the word got around, uh, something with, with Nick. It, isn't the first day of school also where he meets Jimmy? Yeah. Um, Robert uh, Jr. Right. Yeah. He, he sees him originally. Jimmy sees him in, uh, the office, but then they have a class together later, and he gives him the switchblade um, behind over the over his shoulder. He gives him the switchblade and says, "Hold on to this; you might need it." Right, because of Nick. Right, and the actress uh, Katia Sassoon, uh, who plays Feather, she's the one that gives Jimmy the switchblade. I I was looking up just to kind of see where some of these people are now. Now, but uh, the actress who plays Feather, she actually uh, passed away in two thousand three. I think she was like in uh, her early 30s from a drug overdose. Wow. Yeah. So that's a very sad to see. Bummer. Um, yeah. Uh, so the after school, Morgan goes out into the parking lot and the, the guys, they had stolen his bike, the gang here. So you got Nick riding the bike with uh, Frankie sitting on the handlebars. And I, I, they're messing around with one of the other guys, you know, who's driving you know, this, this, this car of theirs. Do you know what kind of car it is? I, I don't really know my cars. The brown car? Yeah, brown burgundy or whatever. That's a that's a Camaro. And the reason I know that is I knew, went to school with a guy that had that exact car. It was black. Yeah. It's oh, a, okay. Yeah, it's a Camaro. <laughs> All right, so it's a Camaro. And uh, I, I don't think there's any kind of markings on it to, to really know unless you just really know your bodies. I think on the side it might say Camaro. Chevy, I think there's one or... shot where they give the, you see the Camaro emblem on the side i, th- I think okay. it's one shot okay like to, to me like as a kid i was just always like oh that's like that doesn't look like anything i know <laughs> so um yeah there's a guy driving in there and clear, clearly they're waiting for morgan to come out and they're taunting him in front of the entire school all the kids are out there you know kind of watching this go down and uh you know he's, he's kind of in a tough spot here you know he's clearly outnumbered and um you know just just back and forth here you know should we give him back his bike you know and uh, so he gets his bike back, and then the guy in the car in, in the Camaro here, he uh, just runs at runs at Morgan and misses him, but he hits his bike here, and uh, you get this get this really slow mo. The, the slow mo was pretty bad, I would say, you know, for 1985. I think this entire scene is poorly, I mean, just poorly edited altogether because it really you don't have an idea of the distance because mm-hmm. it really seems like it takes forever for that car to come at him and hit his bike. And it seems like there's 
ample time for him to just kind of walk out of the way. <laughs> just seems yeah. like, but he just stands there. I don't know. It's it's a very odd scene. I'd, I'd never quite figure out why he just stands there and unless he's just not going to back down, which I guess we could maybe take that from his character, but um, I, I couldn't not understand why I just stood there. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I think you're probably right that he doesn't want to back down because he's already, you know, the, the entire school is already out there. Uh, you know, I missed the part where, with the, you know, they pulled up in front of him and like spray painted him in the face. And uh, at that point, like Frankie feels bad for him, too. You can see it in her face, you know, that she's just like, oh, my God, like, why are we doing this to this guy? You know, stealing his bike is one thing, but now we're spray painting him. Now we're going to run at him. But, um, yeah, he clutches like his his uh, hand brakes and then like the bike like go, shoots up like 50 feet in the air or, or something like that. I don't know how that works. But, uh, yeah, it's you're right. It's kind of weirdly edited. Um, and I guess, yeah, we're supposed to take that. He will not back down. I think that maybe the director here is going for something kind of stylish. I mean, they get the the low angle of the car and the slow motion. They got a lightness cigarette. And that it, I liked. Yeah. <laughs> it's all supposed to, I think it's all supposed to be very cool and it yeah. all, but it all kind of plays is confusing i mean it's just it seems confusing to me okay all right so let's see here we um we kind of cut to uh an evening where uh and, and i'm also jumping around if anyone was wondering i'm not really going to see my scene but uh, i want to jump to the night of the dance at this warehouse where i yeah jimmy invited morgan over and jimmy plays for a band uh he's a drummer and um I guess as Morgan's walking over to the warehouse, he finds a Porsche with the keys still in it and the top down. Oh, yeah. Classic. I, I wrote that down, actually. I wrote down Porsche top down keys in ignition question mark. I mean, yeah, really? <laughs> That's wow. it. Yeah. Wow. Lucky, 80s, I, I guess. Hashtag 80s. Lucky days. <laughs> 80s tropes. Yeah. So uh, so he, he he borrows this this said Porsche here. And then um, my next note is that Frankie and the girls happen to show up. And we already know that it's, it's, it's going to uh, go bad. But uh, what what'd you, what'd you think about this whole dance scene? And everyone seemed to have some kind of synchronized dancing in the 80s in, in these movies. This this looked well rehearsed. This was a well rehearsed uh, dance scene. Everybody's in lines doing the same dance moves. And then there's the scene where, which is kind of rapey, really, where he's like forcing her to dance with him. They, don't they do like some sort of move that's kind of like the lambada too yeah 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 she's you know, for a little forbidden dance <laughs> right yeah and she keeps trying to get away and like the crowd gets in her way but it all looks very choreographed it seems out of a different movie this is like almost like a musical scene to me it's, grease uh, yeah yeah Gre- grease exactly. three greasers <laughs> you got it you got it it's all very choreographed and um seems out of place but uh i do i like the music um did, did you recognize the guy singing or did you know about the guy singing that looks like David Bowie's little brother? Yeah, it, no, that's a, a very great comparison because I've always kind of thought like, oh, yeah, he looks like David Bowie. I, I'm not familiar with him and I only know him from this movie. OK, his name is actually I, I did a little research and uh, don't didn't find as much as you did. I didn't know who died or anything, but uh, this guy's name is Jim Carroll. He's the author of the book, The Basketball Diaries. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So he, uh, he, uh, you know, did that. He was a, like a basketball prodigy as a kid and, uh, wrote that book. And then later on became, a kind of this avant-garde, uh, uh, recording artist. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the Jim Carroll band. I mean, that was the name of his band. Interesting. So he was into basketball and then became a singer. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I dig the music though. You know, I, I really like it. And I, I think, 
it, it could be because I watched it that that much that I I like his music the uh, the stuff by Jim Carroll anyway. Um, you know, this is jumping a little bit later, but the Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. I'm not a huge fan of their songs. <laughs> I actually wrote. Uh, I kind of like Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. I kind of wrote. those preferences. I mean, it, it's it's fine, but um, you know, I I think for this movie, it was just it was totally different from all the other stuff that we've already been hearing. You know, one of my favorite songs is actually. Um, I don't have it off top, but it will be something I'm going to add at the end of this episode. But it's the opening song. You know, it's very haunting. You know, it's sung by a woman. And you mentioned it. You know, it's got like uh, synth- synthesizers. Yeah, I think that's Oh, I I looked it up. I saw it, too. Cause I was, oh, Love it. Hates. Okay, yeah. Love Hates by Marianne Faithful. Marianne so Faithful. That, I'm sorry. I was thinking Percy Faith, and it's Marianne Faithful. That's what it was. Yeah. Do you know who she is? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I that song I I really like and I associate that song with this movie. So I'll, I'll definitely uh, include that song on here. But um, did you notice Nick it, throwing uh, the devil horns to the music? The Dio devil horns. What What is that? When, when Nick came in, he's like doing the the hand sign. You know, oh, like the heavy metal hand no. sign. No, no. <laughs> I was just like, oh, here, here's Nick. Of course. <laughs> and then he's like, it, it did not quite fit the music, but he's like got the Dio devil horns going. Uh, well, I mean, let's talk about Nick a little bit. I mean, he's like 40 years old. Oh, everybody in this movie is way older. It's so funny to watch Spader and his mom argue. It looks like two adults are arguing. Oh, well, uh, the dinner scene, he's like drinking wine. It's like, aren't you a high school student? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's got a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you something. This this, this dance scene here, w- would we have seen a young Scott in this scene here? Oh, no, 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 no. no? I was, no, I would have been... At home with my VCR watching this movie. I, <laughs> there you go. That's Fair what enough. I would have okay. been doing. <laughs> would not have been at the dance scene. No way. Now, I, I think if I was, um, you know, you know, a child of this particular era, I mean, I was, but I wasn't like a teenager or anything like that. I, I think I would have been in that scene. Oh, you think so? I think so. Because w- when I was younger, I, I used to frequent the clubs, you know, so I, I, I think, but, but I would not have been at this particular one. But like just in their world, this tough turf world, I would have been there. Yeah, this. Um, I'm not sure the cool kids were at this party. I'm not sure this was the cool kid party. You're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. It's, it's, well, if they were the cool kids, I mean, like Frankie and them wouldn't show up. These are clearly the the troublemakers. Right. Yeah. No, they're not the. It's, we're not talking the um, the upper echelon here. This is. These are the the bad seeds. That's right. But yeah, the, the guys, um, you know, they, they come in and they see the dancing going on here. So uh, a little bit later on, did you have anything to comment on uh, on Jimmy about him being shirtless and some old woman that, that ha- some random old woman happens to be there watching him? Uh, you know, talking about the girl with the wig or whatever she was, the lady with the wig. That was obvious. I, 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 she just I a gold. It was a wig. Uh, that that seemed that was another. There's a lot of things in this movie that seemed to come out of different movies. That seemed to come out of. Uh, I don't know, like, they were, I mean, it was obviously trying to play for laughs, but it was just really odd. It was just an odd scene to, to yeah. happen. It was really weird. Yeah, probably just a groupie, you know, yeah. it's, it's all it was, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the the guys catch Morgan outside. They basically, you know, beat him up, and I never, uh, as a kid, you know, I didn't take Spanish, so I didn't know that they actually threw a, um, a gay slur in Spanish. Oh, is that uh, so what he's saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think it equates to the F word oh, okay. uh, for, for English. Which, which also gets thrown around a lot in this movie. It does. Yeah, you're right. 80s, yeah. you know, they do that. Yeah. Um, so they, they beat him up. They steal the Porsche. 
and then ultimately they, they, they get caught driving the Porsche for a stolen car. So I, I like that, you know, that they added that in the in the movie. Right, yeah, that they get arrested. And I guess I guess they he goes to jail, right, or something, or he's gone for a while. <laughs> Nick is gone for a while. I think you're right. Um I, I know that he is gone for a while. I just don't remember and I think I missed it on this on this watch yeah, while I was taking notes. They got his they end up with his car. Uh so it's very there's like something missing. I think there's something missing because we kind of jump and he's away or in prison or something, or, and they've got his car. So I, I think right. I think there's something cut out that we missed there. I, it's 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 another confusing part. That that could be. I, I think they tried to um, you know add exposition to that because you're right. Because Jimmy does mention that later. That and that's the reason that uh, later that Jimmy has a car. Right. Yeah. He says something about um, his brother. His brother called his brother. I don't know. It was I, I never quite got it. Well, one of the scenes that uh, even as a kid, I always thought was kind of weird, but uh, presumably it's the next day and uh, Morgan, you know, he's talking to Frankie at school and um, in, in in his locker, he opens up his locker and there's like a, a hanging dead rat. Yeah. Okay. Of some sorts. I mean, um, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what animal it was, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's a rat. It could could have been like a small possum, I, I guess, or I, I'm not exactly sure. It, it had a tail. Yeah, it did but, have it. Yeah. But I, I always thought, like, as a kid, like, how, how do they access this locker? Like, don't you have to break off the lock? Like, that's where my mind went, even as a kid. I, the, the scene wasn't like, oh, this is shocking. Like, it's like, how do they get in there? That, that, that's exactly what I thought on this viewing, too. How do you get, because he does this combination and opens his locker. So, I don't know. Unless he's got access to a master key, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> not that uh, makes sense. Well, what do you think about the scene with uh, his his older brother who happens to be visiting? We we this is actually just a bunch of exposition here, right? Yeah, this is the setup about how different he is from his brother, I suppose. Yeah, we do find out that uh, Morgan's been in and out of very nice schools that cost a lot of money. Um, ironically, now he's in a very poor school, uh, or not the greatest uh, situation, I guess. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's just a, a setup how much more his parents or his mother anyway uh likes his brother um yeah it kind of sets up the um it, there's obviously tension between uh morgan and his mother and i guess this is part of it he's got a brother that's successful and uh doing much better than him and she can't understand why he can't get his act together classic 80s classic oh 80s. yeah yeah oh absolutely yeah um, now before we started recording you mentioned that there were only two scenes that you remembered Okay, uh, yeah. from, from this movie. Have we discussed any of them yet? Okay, um, the first one I remember from this movie is where it, it's coming up. It's where they go to the uh, social, they go to the country club. Okay, so you do, so you didn't remember the fake out, right? Because we, we just touched on it. This is where the, the car from earlier that ran over his bike, you know, catches him walking in the middle of the street and chases him. So we go on this foot chase, you know, uh, Morgan's running and the, the car is coming at him very aggressively. So he thinks it's Nick or one of the bad guys, right? Right, yeah. I did not remember this at all. I did not remember the fake out. I thought he was about to get beat up again. Okay, then that's where I was going with that. If if you bought into that, so what did you think when you found out that it was Jimmy, uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Well, my first thought was, is Jimmy trying to kill Morgan because <laughs> he really is. I mean, it's not playful the way he's running, trying to run him over with the car. He chases him down an alley and he knocks him off the hood. He jumps over the hood and he knocks him off the hood and then chases him up a fence. I mean, it's it does not seem playful. It's not no, like it he, he really wants he, to kill him. That's what it looks like. 
he he comes out of the car smiling too, like you know. And then like Morgan, he's like, "Oh, it's you," and and they're okay with it. Like, no, Morgan, he almost, he almost <laughs> ran you over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing. So I, but I'm I'm just curious if anyone was insulted by that just because of how they played out that scene. Yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't. I guess not insulted, but it was kind of an eye roller. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was funny because I I just found it funny. Like, really, guys, this is a little much. But, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So, so you mentioned it. Uh, they go to this uh, this country club. You know, uh, they they pick up um, Frankie and one of her friends. I, I don't know her friend's name. Do you do you happen to know by chance? Is it uh, it's Ronnie? Because it... I wrote it down. They both have boys' names. Ronnie and Ronnie. Frankie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Ronnie. So she's kind of the, you know, the, the friend that's a little bit heavier, you know, the maybe not so the prettiest one of the bunch. But I thought she's cute. You know, she's fine. A little bit but, looser. A uh, little bit looser. Yeah, yeah. She's got the, the hot for Jimmy. Right. So I love it when they when they pick up the girls and, you know, clearly Frankie gets in because she thinks it's Nick. Right. And then, like, Ronnie gets in. She's like, oh, thank God, or something like that. Like, jumps in the back she's seat, Jimmy. Right. <laughs> and then yeah, jumps so. him in the back seat. And- basically for the for the entire car ride they're uh in this in the floorboard i guess yeah <laughs> yeah so so they head over to this country club and they try to blend in with the with the privileged folk you know is is what i call these people um and, and what did what did you think was the purpose of this scene i i feel that it was to kind of show frankie well first off he's still making this poor decision of even trying to go after such a girl um but to kind of introduce her to another life that she could have. I mean, they're out having fun. They're around other people that aren't getting into trouble. What did you take from it? I, I, I don't know. That's an interesting reading, though, that maybe he's showing her how the other side lives. And I don't know. I, I kind of took it either he's just showing off because he can kind of uh, mingle with these people. He kind of knows their lingo. And I don't know. I really didn't. That's That's an interesting thought process that he's... You might be giving the uh, the <laughs> filmmakers a lot of credit because yeah. I think this scene is basically just to serve as uh, to show the differences between these classes and also to set up that really cringe-inducing uh, song that he sings to her. Um, yeah, yeah, where well, he's clearly <laughs> lip-syncing. Yeah, it's so obvious, painfully obvious that he's not singing that, and uh, um, it's cringy. I, I do like the it's it's kind of a montage, but uh, they're showing each and one of them interacting with like just some of the random folk, you know, like uh, around. I think uh, Jimmy's talking to this couple and he keeps eating off like the plate of like the guy, you know, he's standing with. Right. And um, uh, Morgan's like talking to these other guys who happen to be checking out Frankie. So I, I thought that was kind of fun. It, it was it was fun. What's interesting about that scene is it's like, you know, another um, trope is that they're doing all the talking, if you'll notice, like nobody else is interacting with them. They're, right. They're just talking and nobody else has a line. It's all them talking, talking, talking. They're carrying the conversation and nobody's interacting with them at all, really. Now, um, I, I don't, you know, English is my second language, which I always joke on here, but is a is a Mater D more like a, a, a restaurant host or is that, could, could it work, this guy here at the country club, you know, the this, this guy who basically kicks him out, what, what is he? Yeah, I don't know what he is. Uh, he's a trope could, himself. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, speaking he's, with like an accent. Oh, yeah, he's speaking like with an accent. English. He's also um, uh, very stiff, very yeah. proper. Yeah, he's, he's definitely a trope. Definitely. Yeah. So uh, they they finally kick them out, you know. Uh, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're not." You know, wait. Well, they, they figured out that they were, and they've never been like members of that club. So, so you know. And then, so after this, 
they go to the other club, right? Yeah, this is where we get Jack Mack in the heart attack, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, is this okay? So I, I kind of missed this uh, in in the viewing, but. Is this a place that Frankie goes, or was this another place that Morgan decided to go to? I don't think they say. I don't. I, she just asked him if he wants to go dancing. They're out by. They have that little heart to heart talk out by okay. the by the fountain. Right. Yeah. Because Frankie is really getting down in this club. She's all over the place. All over. Yeah. Or, or someone is someone that's supposed to be Frankie. With their. Oh, you don't think it's her? <laughs> no. Uh, I think is this is where her long hair comes in handy it covers her face for the entire dance pretty mm. much so uh yeah there she does just, ha- she does have long hair yeah very long hair as a matter of fact it should have got its own billing it's it's so <laughs> incredible um, it is it's like below her butt. yeah it's it's long hair and i assume that's her hair i i mean it looks nor it looks natural uh, yeah i think i think so i think so but it's just really really long and could be a thing of the 80s i don't remember like long hair being a thing i knew it was more big hair big hair right the claw hammer bangs and yeah, <laughs> lots of Aquanet, right? Yes, yeah, Aquanet, absolutely. I remember those. So the the next scene I I got, uh, and and stop me if if you have anything before it, but uh, I got the locker room scene, the beatdown. Oh, that's right, the beatdown. I didn't even write that. I didn't even catch that one in my notes. I forgot about the the locker room beatdown. You must have like... been shocked. You're too shocked to to write down the note. <laughs> it reminded me of um Full Metal Jacket, where they're like put the, yes. soap, the soap in the. In the, uh, blanket party. Yeah, oh, is that what they, is, call is what they call it? You were in the military, right? So I, I was. Know, yeah, yeah. Blanket party. Is um, what they call it. And in Full Metal Jacket, the scene you're referring to is when they, uh, everyone's holding down private uh, pile. Pile, yes. And and they they all take turns uh, whipping him with uh, soaps, right? Right. You know, soap bars of soap in a, in, a, in, a towel, in their yeah. sock. So same thing in this locker room. Uh, the bad guys they come in, they they, they clear the locker room. And Morgan starts noticing like everyone's gone. The music is playing uh, on this uh, on the uh, uh, ghetto blaster, right? So so they turn uh, he turns that off, and it appears that no one else is there. But out comes you know the, you know your bad guys. Everyone's you know have their shirt off, you know, and they got like uh, you know lock lockers locks. They got locks like wrapped up in towels, and they're just beating him down with it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. It's, it's, I guess, the most violent scene, even though there's no blood, but it just, uh, they really, they work him over pretty good. They sure do. Yeah. So, I mean, Nick is clear, clearly out of jail now. <laughs> and, <laughs> Obviously. And so, so he, he's getting his for sure. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. I, this is the, I guess, the second time he's been beaten up by these guys. Yeah. If you, if you uh, include the carjacking. Yep. Yeah. I guess you're right. The second time. So, uh, so now we got a dinner with the Morgans. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, a little, a little awkward, you know. We clearly see the um, the the different class here with Frankie being from a uh, probably a, a low income family and and not having the right, uh, you know, like uh, table etiquettes. Right. You know, she's like eating food with her hands. But to be fair, it looked like a finger food to me. It looked like a chicken nugget or something. Yeah, I didn't understand why she had to use her. Use her for I don't know yeah she just it was meant to be make her look make her uncomfortable I suppose yeah I I did not like how Mrs Morgan was kind of giving her the eye like oh you 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 one of these people yeah you, and you, you don't know no better and what business does she have really I mean they're they're really not uh part of the upper crust anymore anyway yeah yeah you're right I mean the neighborhood that they're also living in I mean even Mr Morgan's uh, a taxi driver a cab now. driver yeah he's a cab driver. 
and, and not to take anything from you know Uber drivers or cab drivers or anything like that, but it just seems as though that they've uh, you know th- their situation may not have been as as it were before. You know, living in Connecticut or what have you. I guess he's lost his job. I'm not not sure how far they go into that, but I guess he had a really good job and he's lost it at this point. Yeah. So during this dinner, uh, was it was it Nick? Nick also finds out that uh, Frankie was eating there. A couple of guys, right, outside yeah, the window? Yeah, he goes and – is this after he's proposed to her, by the way? I mean, because there's a scene where he shows up at – oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Before this happens, before this dinner party, because he uh, – Morgan shows up at her at her apartment because there's yeah. a Romeo and Juliet-style balcony scene. She's up on top, and he's on the bottom, and it's supposed to kind of, I guess, look like the Romeo and Juliet scene. And he comes in right. and tells her to come – ask her to come to dinner – and then he leaves because Nick comes in and the father, her father comes in and he says, we're getting, he, he asked her for, to marry him, which, um, Nick's like celebrating drinking, yeah, drinking. Like, and uh, I'm, I, all I can think is this dad is awful. He's got to be the worst dad in the world. He, this yeah. guy's obviously bad news. He came in with a leather vest, no shirt. And, uh, well, that was the style though. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, I'm asking for your daughter's hand. I don't know. It's just. As a as a father of a daughter, I I can't see that being a, a practical. Oh no, I I too. I I have a a fourteen year old daughter, so I, I I agree with you. Uh, now I didn't write this down because I didn't really care to talk about it, but there is a a bit of a kind of an implied rape scene between Nick and Frankie. Oh oh yeah that oh yeah. Was that after the dinner as well? I'm trying to think when that was. I didn't write that down, but I think that is. When does that come? Yeah, that's somewhere around this time. It's like right after he gets back out of um, out of prison, I think, or wherever he was. Yeah, because clearly she's starting to have a change in heart, you know, of where her relationship is with Nick. And, you know, she's starting to fall for Morgan. And so, yeah, she doesn't even want Nick there. And he starts to, you know, to take her to town, you know, and she does not want it. Uh, and the scene ends at that. Like we don't see anything else, but it's pretty implied what what you know is yeah, about her, to happen. I think her face pretty much says yeah. says it all. It's it's yeah. That was I forgot about that scene. That was rough. I think I blocked it out. Yeah, and then to kind of parallel that, which another scene I didn't write down is that uh, Morgan and Frankie they too have a sensual scene themselves. Which uh, I read in the trivia that you know this boob shot that we get is actually a body double. Yeah, I read the same thing. I read the same thing. Which. I must say, disappointed me a bit, but <laughs> that it was a body double or not enough of it. No, 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 that it was a body double. Cause I'm thinking, oh, that's. Oh, yeah. I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for as as little as, as a shot was, like, really, you you use a body double just for that? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I don't know. I guess you know, not comfortable with it, but it was. I mean, it was very quick, very quick. Yeah, I, I guess to be fair, if I had like a butt shot in a movie, I'd probably get a butt double too. I don't know if I'd want mine on there oh gosh my, i've got a 46 year old butt i definitely want to <laughs> i want a butt double <laughs> so the um the, the, there's a later on I, and i know we were kind of jumping around so I, I don't remember exactly when this happens but it is sometime after the the dinner uh, actually no it's right after dinner because she leaves because she feels bad about what was going on because uh mrs morgan brings up something about her parents right she says something about her mother, and we know that we know that her mother died, like two years ago or something. Yeah, because she told Morgan that, and she says something about her mother, which is, I mean, it seems pretty innocuous, but uh, she takes it 
you know, uh, very personally and she leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and, and that wasn't a good situation too. When, when she left, you know, and you know, Mrs. Morgan's like, well, how was I supposed to know? And so, uh, yeah, but she leaves and then Nick, Nick and his, uh, goons, they happen to be outside and, and picks her up. So while they're out into town, I think they, what they, Nick's driving and then he looks over and sees Mr. Morgan, like in his, in his cab. Well, I think he's looking for him. He's actually, okay. Cause he, remember he pulls up beside that one cab and is like looking to see who's in that cab. And okay. he's like, he's driving around, I think actually, um, looking for the father. I think he's, he's out to get him at this point. Got it. I so, he, cause he says, I will, we'll stop when I find what I'm looking for. He makes, he makes that statement. Okay, great. So I missed that line. So they do find Mr. Morgan, you know, just parked outside of like a like a convenience store reading the newspaper late at night. So this is just kind of like similar to uh, what happened in the beginning of the movie, right? Right. They um they have Frankie go up to a man, try to ask for money. But as she's walking up, she realizes it's Mr. Morgan and she's like, "No, I I don't want a part of this." Like, "No, you know." And then Nick's like, "What well, what's the problem?" You know, like, "Why not?" And, you know, he gets into this whole, you know, bad deal where Nick ends up shooting Morgan's dad. So I know we had the brutal beat down with the locks, but we, we do get two shots to the chest here. I think at least two. Yeah, it's two. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I uh, made the note that uh, Morgan's dad's got game. He, <laughs> oh, he's fighting. He's he got, is fighting. He's got game. He is not. He's, he's, he's the reason he shoots him is because he's taking them all out. Yeah, they can't get him on the ground. He's he's knocking him around. Yeah, he's he's really holding uh, holding his own. He you know punches one guy in the face, and that that guy goes down. You know, stunned. You know, and and Nick got hit, and then that's when he pulls out his uh, his gun and shoots him. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the plan to to shoot him. I, I think they just wanted to kind of teach him a lesson as well to to get to Morgan. I think they wanted but... to rough him up, and they weren't planning on uh the dad to have, up. <laughs> have so much fight in him <laughs> yeah so uh and i guess my next uh, set of note is basically the the end of the movie where uh morgan goes to seek out help from jimmy who's not at home currently so there's a note left for him so we don't really know kind of what's going on so i i kind of like the scene i know it's a throwaway scene you know where we meet is, is it jimmy's brother I, that, I that's assume uh... it's his brother i assume it okay. is yeah yeah, so there's some dogs there. You know, that's something to kind of take note of. They they don't really bring too much attention to it, but you know, we we don't know what's going on. So it's written on some piece of paper. We don't get to see it. Right. Uh, so I kind of like that rather than later on when Jimmy just shows up and he explains, "Oh, hey, you know, thanks for giving me the heads up or whatever." <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, Morgan decides to kind of take matters in his own hand. You know, kind of seek out revenge. You know, for his dad and stuff. And so uh, Nick had Frankie call Morgan to meet up at the, the warehouse, you know, where they had the dance earlier. And so we got the scene of like Morgan just going through, taking out the guys one by one. Um, what, what did you think of this? Did, did you think this was kind of believable? Like uh, why were all the guys like all separated anyway? Right. Yeah. There's, there's lot, there's tropes galore. We talked about uh, these eighties movie tropes and there's a ton in this entire sequence. Um the one punch knockout, which drives me crazy <laughs> in every movie it's ever in. Just punch guys out. I, that bugs me every time it happens. Because um, if you could do that, you would do it every time. I mean, there's no reason for the final fight if you've got the one punch knockout in your pocket. And uh, uh, Yeah, go ahead and continue. I want to see if you uh, mentioned one of my uh, uh, tropes that I always roll my eyes at. Okay, all right. Um, the other one is random stuff lying around that 
comes in handy. Okay. Like, um, uh, boards with nails in them that are randomly lying around. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, to, to use as weapons. Yes. Right. The um, conveniently placed uh, billboard that you can drop on people's heads. Okay. Um, so there was that. And also the other trope is the gunshot wound to the leg that just, it's okay. You're fine. You're going to be fine. Um, you just lie there and, and bleed. Um, we'll get help later. I mean, right. that's another trope that, uh, that I just, some of just a few that drive me crazy. Which, which one did, were you talking about? The one I was talking about is when, uh, Morgan knocks somebody out and then, um, you know, whether he lays them down, they fall down or whatever. And it makes like a slight noise where somebody else hears it. And it's like, Oh, it must be nothing. What was that? Yeah, that one. <laughs> like, right. What was that? Ah, uh, must be yeah. nothing. <laughs> we're just waiting for somebody to show up, right? That's it. Yeah, we're we're waiting, but I'm not going to check on this this other noise that I'm hearing. <laughs> right. So, so that's basically it. Yeah. So, uh, so so Nick uh, and Morgan they they fight it out, you know, going up a bunch of steps, and ultimately he falls uh, to his death there. So and, yeah. Um, so that was my question: is he, is he dead? He, he's I think dead. he's dead. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because what follows is so odd considering that he's dead i don't know it, it just it seems like uh i mean surely they had to call the police to come out and there's a dead body and i don't know it just I, it ugly situation odd. yeah um this is also uh another um scene in this part where she picks up the gun and is pointing to nick mm-hmm. uh, have you seen west side story have you watched that movie a, a long time ago okay she delivers lines directly out of west side story in that scene um, how many bullets are left? Are there enough for me? Are there enough? I mean, it's straight out of West Side Story, which is I oh, think wow. supposed to be another callback to that sort of Romeo and Juliet uh, West Side oh, right. Story. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's almost verbatim the line she says. Okay, that's interesting. I I wish that was part of the trivia. So that's something that should be added by you. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll just right in. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's funny though how Morgan does knock. Uh, Nick off of the the cliff. He kind of does the 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 move that Daniel learns in Credit Get Two, <laughs> you know, funny. to take it back to that. <laughs> right. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it was nice. Uh, Jimmy, you know, he shows up with a couple. Uh, what kind of dogs? Rottweilers. I think they're Dobermans. Dobermans. Okay. So um, so they they kind of help. You know, they they attack some of the other guys, and that's when Jimmy gets shot in the leg, as you pointed out. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. Hey, just lay there. Uh, you're you're bleeding slowly. It you you'll be you'll live. It's just a leg wound. You're you're fine. You're fine. You'll still be Iron Man, you know, in, <laughs> right. in a and couple I'll, decades. And I'll, <laughs> you'll be, you'll be fine. Be, I'll still be uh, um, Ultron. Ultron, yeah. So, Did you notice so the spray it. painting on the wall uh, in the early? I meant to bring this up uh, early when he's at school. There's a spray painting on the wall that says "The New Avengers." Now, I did not catch that, but I did see that in the trivia. So I wish I wish I had read that beforehand. Yeah, so it's really interesting. It's like almost uh, prescient. They're, they're uh, now, predicting the future. When uh, when what scene was that in? It's early. It's like uh, I think the school scene. Um, like his first day. Yeah, he like walks out, and the camera kind of frames him. I think it kind of in the um, left frame, and on the wall behind him is spray painted the New Avengers. Oh yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I might have to try to get a screen capture and That'd be post cool, that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, when cuz cuz we're actually uh, going to be releasing this episode the same week as um Civil War. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, cuz I'm going to try to hashtag when Ultron met Iron Man. Okay, awesome. 
So, so that that would be the play for that week. So, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. Do Do you want to give a rating for this movie? Um, or did you have any other note uh, of the movie? This is the only thing I wanted to bring up was just this is literally you do not get movies like this anymore. There are no more of these kind of teen high school dramas that I can think of that come out anymore. I mean, this was a thing that just came out in the eighties. Seemed like every week there was a new one of these teen high school dramas and the principal. Um, yeah. You know, um, things yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, a lot of these came out then, but they just, you know, these, these are relics of the eighties. So um, these might, these kind of movies might come in handy. If you're ever in a eighties, uh, cultural studies class in college you could i mean these <laughs> movies might come in handy um i guess that was really it uh i did make note that uh as a 16 year old i can understand why i like this movie or why it stood out to me it's it uh, you know kind of hits on all the all the points of a 16 year old right um, yeah so i really enjoyed it then i think now maybe i find it a little more um almost silly uh not i don't really enjoy whiny teenagers um now you know i'm kind of in the get off my lawn stage of life yes so, me too so this, this, <laughs> this kind of uh this kind of teenage whining kind of gets to me a little bit but still this was a really fun process and i really enjoyed watching this movie matter of fact i watched it twice i, I just i watched it through once made notes and i was like i need to just sit and watch this and enjoy <laughs> it as a movie you know and then and i did i enjoyed it i really liked it um I, I would say as as far as a movie, I guess I would give it. I I, I know you do like the quarter stars thing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying about three and a quarter, three and a half as far as uh, a piece of movie making. But for my enjoyment, I mean, it was it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was fun. Okay, okay, fair. All right. Well, this movie uh, I I mentioned. You know how often uh, I probably watched this as a kid and. Uh, for whatever whatever reason, this movie always stuck with me. You know, I I can't relate to any of these people, but I mean, this is one of the earliest movies I can remember. Uh, you know, enjoying like a James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. movie, and that's uh, I think this is also what led me into watching other movies that they would do. Uh, one of the movies that not a lot of not a lot of people care for that RDJ did was um, Heart and Souls, which I also covered. Oh, yeah, and I still that episode, I still yeah. love that movie. You know, so a lot of people are like, uh, yeah, uh, rom-com and whatever, ghost, I, I don't know. You know, but I, I still enjoy <laughs> that. But um, this movie, it's it's not a good movie, but you mentioned it. It's fun. I, uh, a little behind baseball here or inside baseball, I guess. Um, I was watching this along with another movie at the same time to prepare for uh, back-to-back recordings. Um Ultimately, I decided about 20 minutes in that that was not a good idea. Right. And, and I went ahead and continued watching Tough Turf. So I think that in, in itself is like, okay, I, I still chose to watch Tough Turf, which a movie I've seen over and over, uh, over the new movie that I had not seen. So I think that kind of says something. And I think if I could find this on like DVD, I would buy it. So I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go four I'm gonna give it a okay. a solid four I I think I enjoyed it that much and I think the music helps too yeah I think yeah, it, it's, I really dig the music yeah that's another part of it that's that's kind of of its time but uh, still like you said very enjoyable yeah I agree yeah we, because I mean we we we've hashed it out like we we pointed out everyone's like 30, 40 years old <laughs> you know uh, I I don't like Nick there's some rapey scenes but yeah just I just you know it's probably nostalgia. 
for, for me. Like it takes me back when I was younger, really enjoying it. And um, I, I can't say that it really holds up because it really doesn't, but it's still a fun watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it, I was thinking the same thing about how it, how different it was from in my mind. Cause in my memory, I remember this being like a very um, almost tense and um, almost edgy and it doesn't play that way at all now. And it's, it's very, it's not edgy. It's kind of, uh, kind of silly in places. And, but uh, like you said, just, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Had a lot of fun. If for nothing else, I mean, you get a young Robert Downey Jr. without a shirt, man. And, him, Spader, and Kim Richards. I mean, just gender aside, just beautiful people in this movie. I mean, they're all they're all uh, very attractive people. Yeah, I mean, like James Spader looks like Jason Eccles right here, right? I mean, I think that's kind of the joke too. Jason Eccles, people are like, he looks just like James Spader. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I'll have to look that person up. Who's? I hope it's um, Supernatural. You ever heard of that show? Okay. Yes, I do know. I do. I'm aware of that show. That's the one with the brothers. Yeah, the one with the brothers. I'm not, Jensen. Jensen, okay. I'm still not familiar with him, but... Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jensen Eccles. Uh, I, I think that's how you say his last name, but I, I always thought that he kind of looked like James Spader. Yeah, I can I, I, I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, it, that was a lot of fun, Scott. I, I would love for you to come back anytime, you know, to, to cover some, some of these other movies, especially ones that uh, you wouldn't allow Colin to see because I've had my mo- fair share of movies that I've always wanted to cover but wouldn't allow Phoenix to watch it yet. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few that I've told him, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a while, bud. We're not going to – we can't watch that one yet. And so Watchmen. Uh, Watchmen, you oh, recently gosh, mentioned. He, he's like, I, I want to watch Watchmen. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. got to wait. Man, that, that one – he, he, I don't think I can watch that with him. I don't think I can watch Watchmen with him. Um, I just think of two scenes in particular. There's, I don't think oh, yeah. I can watch that with my kid. <laughs> Probably the sex scene, I'd imagine, is one of them. That's one of them, and the other is where the guy gets his arms just completely cut off. I couldn't, I don't think I could watch those scenes hmm, with I him. I kind of forget, is that like the prison scene? That's the prison part, yeah, where okay, Rorschach okay. is in prison, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do want to go back and watch that, but but you're right. There's just some that I was like, I don't even know if I can watch this one with him. Um, one in particular that I won't be reviewing with Phoenix is uh, Primal Fear, Richard Gere and um, Edward Norton. That would be a good one because I've never seen Primal Fear. Yeah, yeah. So um, so in that movie, uh, a bit of a spoiler, but there's a, a sexual act that is shown uh, that is heavily implied. They don't show it being done, but it's heavily implied what's going to happen. And I was like, I don't know if I can watch this particular scene with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, but that's, that's, uh, in my opinion, it's my favorite Edward Norton performance. So, uh, I would definitely recommend, uh, a watch on that one. I, I really enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to, is that the courtroom drama? Yes. Yep. Okay. It's that's coming it. back to me. I do know the movie now. I do know the movie. I think I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge – actually, there's like a couple different twists at the uh, end of the movie there. I do remember the, the twist now. I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks again, Scott, for coming on. Uh, why don't you, uh, you know, tell the listeners uh, uh, contact information and, again, about your show and maybe uh, a good episode you'd like them to start off with if uh, they haven't already uh, started. All right. Yeah. Um, well, you can go to our website. It's uh, com. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well, uh, at It's Your Pick, and pick is spelled P-I-C, so everybody can, uh, there's no K, and uh, we're also on Facebook at It's Your Pick Show, and uh, yeah, if you want to start off with, one of my favorites is early on is the Bad News Bears episode, we had a lot of fun talking about 
um, the, the early Bad News Bears, that first one with uh, Walter Matthau. And uh, then maybe skip a bunch and go go a little bit higher because there were several in there that uh did that, that were a little uh, lower I would say in quality but I like that episode and then you know maybe skip maybe seven or eight shows and start yeah over. I think <laughs> I think you guys uh, touch on the, the language that was used in that one as yeah, well yeah yeah it was, yeah it was surprising I really forgot uh, I really forgot how much language there was in that movie yeah and 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 not so much just language but also like the racial slurs ton, that they use yeah and especially one so, thing in particular where that kid just pops off about 12 in a row mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because here's my shameless plug on my other show original remake uh I, at the time of this recording it hasn't yet been released but uh mike and i we covered bad news bears the 19 whatever with walter Matthau and also the 2005 i want to say with billy bob thornton so we compared those two movies. So check that out on followingfilms.com. So Hydrate Level 4, also part of Following Films. You can find me on Twitter at HLF Podcast. All of our shows are on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, you can find We Got 5 on CortemParts.com. What else do I do? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and How many, how many you, podcasts do you do again? Five. Wow. <laughs> uh, if you... Want to hear me and Albie talk about Back to the Future, the animated series. We do that podcast at barrenspace.com. And also currently, Devin and I, we are uh, wrapping up our Fuller House coverage on our sister podcast called TV Ate My Brain. Uh, Coming up, I think there will be some coverages of Daredevil and Silicon Valley. Uh, I'm not part of those, but it is a podcast full of rotating hosts. So uh, check those out if you enjoy those shows. So until the next episode, for Scott, I'm Peter. This is Hydrate Level 4. These are the secrets of the night. The story is hidden from our Yeah.